0: The content shared on Your Life, Your Wealth Network reflects the views of the host and guests of the program only and are not necessarily the views of Cordasco Financial Network or its advisors. This media production is educational in nature and should not be construed as financial, legal, or tax advice or a solicitation or presentation of sale of any financial products or services. Please consult a professional prior to making any financial, tax, or legal decision. welcome to the your life your wealth network helping you find clarity and comfort for your life and wealth. hey welcome to the your life your wealth podcast i'm john walker from the cordasco financial network a part of mercer advisors really thrilled to be with you this week and tackle a topic that we've been getting certainly a lot of questions about and it's probably on your mind and that is what do we make of the volatility in the market and what's currently happening in both the stock and bond market. And there's an old line in our industry that goes, quote, stock markets test your patience and reward you for your perseverance, right? And the idea is that we as human beings are emotional and sentimental. And while these behavioral traits serve us well in our relationships, they often can really lead to irrational Reactions to stock markets, depending on our different circumstances, our individual personalities, lifestyles, et cetera. So, I wanted to take this time to talk to you about what the thoughts are on our end and share with you the thoughts of our great chief investment officer, Mr. Don Cagni, who gave some really good insight that I'm going to share with you today about what we can make and what we think or see is happening in the market, and share with you some great reminders from Don about what you as an investor should be thinking about. The first thing is broadly what's happening, and that is we're seeing continued hotter than expected inflation. August's numbers were higher than expected. We're seeing continual commitment from the Federal Reserve around increasing rates. While we are seeing declining gas prices at the pump, and that's helped with the top-line headline inflation, we're still seeing the impact globally of significant inflation, and it's having an effect globally on equity markets, right? And so we're certainly seeing some things that economists didn't expect and that the markets didn't expect. And it's not often that the Fed or the markets are caught off guard like this or providing such a predictor of what they're going to do next, right? They are very hawkish. Jerome Powell's comments recently were very hawkish around a commitment to really curbing inflation here in the United States, right? So things like big declines in gas prices, hopefully easing supply chains, higher interest rates on all sorts of consumer borrowing were expected to really help bring down consumer prices, except we haven't really seen it happen yet. So given all of that context, what do you as an investor in this broad stock market do with this information? What are you to make of all of this? And Don shares with us three really powerfully important reminders of what we should think. And the first is, with billions of participants and a complex web of global supply chains, the global economy is infinitely complex so really trying to draw simple cause-and-effect relationships no matter how thoughtful we are about it is incredibly difficult so if phds in economics are struggling to predict the future the average investor really is going to struggle with what to make with that so whether we're talking about inflation or interest rates or the war in ukraine his advice is that there's real wisdom in humility that the economy and markets can quickly and painfully prove us wrong. And what he says is that the second part of this is that humility is best manifested through broad diversification. If you're a fan of the podcast and have listened to us for a long time, you've heard us ad nauseum preach about the value of broad diversification, right? We diversify portfolios not because of what we expect. If we were always right, we wouldn't need to diversify, right? But the reality is, What diversified portfolios do is help us protect against what we can't expect, right? We can't expect a war in Ukraine. We can't expect a COVID-19 pandemic. We can't expect some of the things that have been our reality over the last few years. And the impacts of those, we can't certainly predict. We couldn't have expected that after a steep decline, the market would recover incredibly quickly from the impact of COVID, at least in the stock market. We couldn't have predicted the long-term impact That this war in ukraine was going to have on global supply chains and oil prices no one knows exactly what's going to happen if we did everybody would get it right every time and the stock market would always go up and that's not reality right so it's important to remember and don points out that successful investing isn't about hitting home runs it's really about avoiding strikeouts right and so the best way to do this is in your portfolio is through broad asset class diversification now He also rightly points out, it's not perfect. Nothing is, right? But we fundamentally in our investment strategy believes that diversification is the best approach to weathering these really difficult markets and ultimately to successfully build long-term wealth. Finally, Don points out that we really need to remind ourselves time and time again, this important phrase. You've heard us say it constantly on the Your Life, Your Wealth podcast because it resonates true time in the market is far more important than timing the market right don says if we put our faith in capitalism and long-term investing it's far better than placing our faith in anyone promising sort of clairvoyance of knowing what's going to happen next right so we have to recognize that markets are really facing some difficult headwinds and stocks are down significantly this year with significant volatility right if you're watching the news or if you're looking at your statement every month you're seeing ups and downs this is not volatility we've seen in some time or at least that people have felt and i think that's part of this too there's a real sentiment and a fear and anxiety in investors and people in the market today that maybe they didn't feel previously right and recognize some of the external forces that are driving that, right? Whether it's the media or others, right? It's really hard to see this. Maybe your neighbors got you all worked up, whatever it is, right? There's agita out there because we haven't felt this in a while. When we've had such success for such a long period of time, it's hard to remember that this is not that abnormal in the long history of the market. And that's what he points to, right? If we look at history, it strongly suggests that we should expect higher returns in the future. In fact, I'm gonna give you some stats that may blow your mind, right? So if we look at the Fama French total US market research index returns, it takes a long history. It looks from July, 1926, all the way to December of 2021. And if you look at the returns after the market has been in a bear market, right? After the market has had challenges. So let's look at some key points. From 1926 to 2021, after the market had a 10% decline, the first year, one-year average cumulative returns were 12.5%. If you stretch it out to the three-year average cumulative returns, they were 34.5%. And then if you take it out to a five-year average cumulative return, they were 68.8%. Market drops 10%. These are the historic average returns after one, three, and five years. What happens if the market declines 20%, right? Jarring. Jarring losses. Your average one-year cumulative returns after a 20% market decline were 22.2%. After three years, your average cumulative returns were 41.4%. Now, remember, this is looking at over a significant period of time. What happens if you look at five years after the market has declined 20%? The five-year average cumulative returns were 71.8%. Significant, significant returns after a 20% market decline. Now, let's take the even more dramatic impact. What happens after the market declines 30%? From July 1926 to December 2021, if you looked at the average cumulative returns after a 30% market decline, after one year, average cumulative returns were 23.8%. After three years, average cumulative returns were 16.4%, a little bit drawing back. But if you give it five years and look at the five-year average cumulative return after a 30% market decline, returns were 50.1%. Of course, as we always say, past performance is no guarantee of future returns. The information I'm sharing is simply historical data. So this moving out of markets when times get tough, selling low, only to get back in when times are better, buying high, is really not the recipe for success, right? The recipe for success is buy low, sell high. The problem is we're hardwired mentally to really struggle with that because our fears and our anxieties and our concerns and our biases and our emotions get in the way. Don recommends that a sound approach is to allow markets to work for you by remaining fully invested, a diversified portfolio. The key is, is that that diversified portfolio has to appropriately reflect your personal need, your appetite and capacity for risk. And I'll take it a step further and say it needs to align with your plan. You've heard us talk a lot about the work that we do for the people that we help, and it really is foundationally grounded in sound financial planning. That's the key in all of this. When people ask us, what's the path forward? How do we deal with all of this? We take them back to their plan. We take them back to what are we looking to accomplish for you and your family? What does your wealth need to do for you? I can think of an example most recently with a family that we work with that obviously we're communicating constantly with a lot of people right now. And we, they're saying, hey, what does this do for us? And my great partner, Larry Shaw, and I reminded them and took them back to their plan and said, okay. Help us understand. Has anything fundamentally changed in what you are looking to accomplish? And the answer was no. We are retired. We need cash flow for retirement. This family is looking to maybe move, right? Because it's a it's an interesting time in the real estate market. They might need a larger home because they might need to accommodate a parent that might need some additional support. All of these different financial scenarios that are real in their life, right? Hey, interest rates have come up on the lending front, but that's okay because home values have stabilized a little bit, right? All of these different things. Let's go through your cash flow. Let's look at your budget. Is it changed? Has anything fundamentally changed? Well, it's up a little bit because of inflation and other things. But no, we're still spending the same amount. And actually, we identified some things that we don't really need to be spending on right now. We're not going out as much because we're not really feeling like that's what we want to do right now, right? So we, we work through their budget with them. And then we look at their cash flow and say, okay, you still have your pension. We still have Social Security. Are all the different levers of income that we can draw on supporting your needs, giving you the life that you wanted to live in retirement. And for this case, the answer was yes, unequivocally. Yes, we have more than enough income coming in to support what we like to do to live our best life. And in addition to that, we were able to model out and show them all the different things that we do for the families we work with. Let's look at your life, your wealth builder and see are we still on track for you to accomplish your goals? Let's do Monte Carlo simulations. Let's do all the hard work and show you the modeling that says that, yes, even with these volatile markets right now, you are still on the path to accomplish all the things that are important to you as a family. You're still going to be able to retire and live retirement the way you want. You're still going to be able to have a legacy for your children. So going back to the plan, understanding that, if we really look at has anything fundamentally changed for you and your family and your priorities and if it hasn't then it's just a question of how do we help navigate these choppy waters right and as don Calcagni will say time in the market is more valuable than timing it broad diversification A recommitment to your portfolio and making sure that it's still aligned with all the things that are important to you is the pathway through these tough times. Listen, we can't dismiss all the external forces out there that are going to influence the way you think. And it's really challenging to overcome how we're hardwired, the emotional aspect of all of this. We work with countless families and there's no doubt you've worked hard, you've saved hard, you've accumulated wealth, and it's really challenging to watch it slip away, right? Or see losses in it. It's really hard to digest and your emotions can have a huge impact on how you feel about this. And that's why I can't stress enough how critical it can be to work with a good partner who can guide you through this. We've shared in the past, how much even the king of passive investing, Vanguard, has really solid research that indicates how valuable working with an advisor can be. And part of that value comes in markets like this, where you can have a partner who can help you overcome some of these challenges that you're facing when it comes to how you're feeling right now. This is a very emotional time. If you can work with a partner who can help you take the emotion out of some of your financial decisions, who can keep you from retreating with a market downturn, right? Things that we know that history says will really undermine your wealth, your opportunity, right? And can help you stay disciplined and not react, right? Sometimes prudence is the best course forward. doesn't mean that there's not things tactically that you can do. It doesn't mean set it and forget it. And we would never encourage that. But what it says is you have to stay rooted and grounded and disciplined to your financial plan the other thing that you should be thinking about right now is what are the other opportunities i may be feeling this here but there's always opportunity in every scenario so if you're only thinking in terms of market returns when it comes to your relationship with your advisor i would encourage you to think beyond that what are the opportunities now for you and your family potentially when it comes to tax Or what about your estate plan? Or what about things that can add meaningful value to you and your wealth that aren't reflected on an investment statement? You should expect more. You should expect good guidance around other facets of your wealth where you can continue to glean value from your relationship with your financial advisor partner. These are all things that we can do here with our team to help add value to your family and your wealth far beyond that investment statement. There's no doubt that this isn't easy. I know it's emotional. I know it's tough to see. So if you're feeling anxious, if you're worried, if you're worried about what's going on right now and how it affects you and your family and your wealth, we're here to help. Give me or any of my great colleagues at the Cordasco Financial Network, a part of Mercer Advisors, a call anytime at 855 855- That's 855-558-3500. Or email us at asksteve at cfnplan.com. That's asksteve at cfnplan.com. We know this is hard, but we're here to help. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thanks so much for listening to the Your Life, Your Wealth podcast. I'm John Walker. Have a great week. If you're interested in learning more about applying the principles we discuss to your personal financial circumstances, please visit Cordasco Financial Network at cfnplan.com.